family. And this podcast is about encouraging you to trust yourself again, especially when it comes to business. It's about self-worth and self-belief, and it's about leaning into our intuition for guidance. I know so many women, including myself, who see business as an opportunity to better the lives of other people while creating one we love. But so many of us get lost in the world of business advice. I believe the impact of our business and our connection to our people is really more determined by our thoughts about ourselves and our energy than it is by our marketing strategy. So if you're tired of trying to do business like everyone else, how about we try doing business differently? Okay. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. Oh, thank Um, you for having me. I'm excited to be here. uh, Me too. Ever since I like met you in the Facebook group um, and like I've been following you and everything and you just have like, I feel like you have such a unique story and you've made such a cool life choice that I feel like we have to talk about it. Um, and we're like both introverts and it's like, um, and we've talked, like we've messaged about it, but it's like, I feel like if I didn't, I hadn't made the choice to have the life that I have right now, like buying a house and settling down and having babies and, and stuff, I think I would have been doing what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) You can always do that. And then in a few years, go travel with your family. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's probably going to happen, but um let's talk do you mind if we start with that if you like walk me back to like because honestly it's it's so just like background I think it was like around a year ago that you decided to just actually give me the background stuff (laughs) yeah it was actually um January 2019 that I bought a ticket to go to the UK um But I didn't leave until October 2019. So I still had about 10 months or nine months to get ready, ready, and (laughs) get set on my journey. And so it was quite interesting because I had to literally declutter everything. Like I don't have a home, technically, like I have no place to go. Um, I stay in Airbnbs now, but um, it's not like I can go back to my parents home or I can go to a home that I already have I don't have that so I had to clutter my bed like everything so I literally have a carry-on uh luggage with um a backpack and that's what I travel around with oh my god that's crazy so I think we have to like talk about this that so just as like are you I feel like you're either like between 25 and 30 or something no are you a little like 32 is that it 34 I had to think about that. I'm like, I'm 34 now. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So there's like, obviously we're both aware of like societal pressures and like conditioning that says that everyone like, you know, like the classic nine to five, settle down, have kids and like, and do all that. Um, Was it hard for you to like, choose not to do that? What is it that like made that shift in your mind that said, okay, this is not what I want and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up thinking that's what I wanted to get married, have kids because that was the only story I was told. That's what I could do. There was no other option. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get married, have kids. And I was close to 
getting married, having kids. And then I realized that I just, every time I had a boyfriend, I'm like, I don't really want to move in with you. I don't want to live with you. I just want to be on my own. <laughs> and I've always had um, ex-boyfriends that were kind of clingy and would want to spend a lot of time. And I'm just like, I just want to be my, by myself. And I always found that weird because everyone's like, yeah, I need a boyfriend. I need a husband or I need a partner of some kind. And so I just thought it was weird. I was like, oh, I guess I'm weird. I guess I'm just going to be like a crazy cat lady. But instead of cat, I have a whole bunch of dogs, which I'm fine yeah. with anyways. <laughs> and so I like, I always knew that I wanted to travel and that it was in my soul. Like it was just, it's literally inside me. I want to be on the road. That's who I am. But I kept pushing it down because everyone else told me, you got to get a job. You got to work. Like, that's not a reasonable lifestyle. How are you going to pay for it? Um, you're not a millionaire. So don't like, how are you going to pay for it? And so finally I, I got fed up with it and I'm like, look, I'm in my thirties now. I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I'm either going to do this or I'm not. So I'm like, let's just go ahead and do it. See what happens. If I fail and come back home, that's fine. I will, I can always get another job. There's jobs out there and yeah. So it's been working so far. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool and so inspiring. Um, so you, how, like, when did you start your, um, online business, which is like completely passive income, right? While you like do the work and then. Um, I started a business in 2017, so I was doing it on the side, but I started off doing, um, paper planners. So my best friends actually drove from Toronto down to Connecticut in the States to get this A5 paper size because I can find it in Canada. And um, it's the smaller paper and I wanted to print my own stuff. So I bought a printer, I bought binding stuff. And so I printed off all my planners, I bonded them and then I sold out of them, thankfully, but I didn't make any money. You didn't so, make because- like profit from it? No profit, no. Cause of like all the time and effort I was, to make all this stuff it wasn't making any profit so I'm like oh geez what what the heck am I gonna do now because I'm like this isn't feasible even though it's great having your own physical uh, product in your hand um so I'm like okay let's try these printable planners and so I took Michelle Rohr's course and um, learned how to do printable planners but I also never used printable planners so I never really was into them I wasn't like gung-ho about them um so then after doing that for a while, it didn't really go anywhere. I abandoned my Etsy shop for about a year and I started doing Pinterest. Like I was teaching Pinterest. Oh, really? And, oh yeah. I tried many things. I tried uh, teaching decluttering because I'm a huge decluttering fan, obviously, if I've decluttered down to two pieces of luggage. And, um, and then in, what was it? I think Michelle Rohr has been talking about digital planners from 2019 end of 2019 and I kept rebelling I kept saying no they're not going to do anything (laughs) and then I finally gave in about March um 2020 yeah so in 2021 now um and they her and Amy created the digital planner template kit I bought it made a whole bunch of planners and then that just sparked my love of digital planners digital stickers like I was like this is amazing they're so pretty and they could go on an iPad because I travel, right? So I can't carry around yeah. a ton of like books or anything. So yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I see you posting often about your stuff, like um, your 
well, I guess like your sales and everything. I feel like I saw you post once that you had like all these bunch of like sales and that you made like such like really good money from it. <laughs> so within the first, uh, so after my abandonment of my Etsy shop and I started selling again, uh, my digital planners, uh, for the first six months of that, I made about 7,000 Canadian. Yeah, just from digital planners alone. Six months. In six it's months, yeah. so good. Yeah. Wow. And that was during COVID too, because COVID hit March 2019, so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, that's the that's number I remember. I was like, what? Like you, and you, so you made something that you love you made it once and then it just sells over and over again, right? Yep. So cool. That's what I love about passive income. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me like, um, so you're a full-time traveler mm-hmm. and you like take care of your business and you do those things. Um, how do you like plan out your trips and everything? And what do you like? your typical days or weeks look like I'm so curious like it's so different it actually depends I try and sync my days now with my cycle (gasps) with my menstrual cycle I do because I notice um I'm not officially diagnosed or anything but I feel like I have um I can't remember what it's called but it's where you have PMS but really bad like mental swings and whatnot I think it's PMDD pre-menstrual dysphoria disorder um and what I wanted oh yeah well apparently it does and it's it's crappy but like your cycle so I really had to figure out my cycles trying to figure out what days where I wasn't um I was mentally okay to start working and whatnot so I had to figure that out so some of my days like I feel like crap I'm literally on the couch doing nothing because I'm just not able to work and then other days I'm like gung-ho I can get everything done in like one day (laughs) that's like up and down but um yeah um traveling I don't know how I plan it it's just right now I'm on Vancouver Island hiding in um from the Canadian winters because they're not as bad here apparently so I'm just hiding out here until the borders open um Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful here um and I just plan a few probably like a month in advance so like I have this month booked, but next month, I'm not sure where I'll be. Most likely I'll still be on the island, but yeah. Do you ever have trouble like finding a place? No, and I've been very lucky about that. I found very uh, beautiful Airbnbs to stay in. I started off though with my travel journeys um, doing pet sitting in the UK. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's how I started off because I didn't start off paying for like nice Airbnbs. It was literally either staying with friends or doing um, the pet sitting stuff for free. And that was great because I got to see a lot of animals and spend time with them because I love dogs. And I got to see a lot of um, the different villages in the UK. So that was amazing. And then as I built my business, I was like, all right, don't have to do that anymore. I could just pay for my own Airbnb. I love that. So how much time, because I'm like, if I was listening to this, I would be so curious about it, but how much time did it take for you to build your business to a point where you could like, where you were just okay, like taking care of yourself, of your stuff, of like all of that? 
It it depends because I mean, when I first started paying for places to stay at, it was literally $500 for a month. Like it was a very cheap place that I shared mm. with a whole bunch of people. And then now I've got to the point where I can pay for a place that's all by myself, which is perfect for us introverts. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, I think it's sick. Uh, I think, when did I start? So the end of March, 2020 is when I started doing digital planners. And then I started um, spending money on a place to stay in June. So a few months. But I mean, that was very like small expenses, right? And then I built up my business from there. So I still think it takes a few months depending on um, this situation, right? What their audience is and yeah, yeah, yeah. what they've already built. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really ask to be like, ooh, what am I like? What can I do to do the same? But like not as in like strategy or anything, but I like to ask just because it's so cool to see what's possible. Like I'm sure there's someone at home right now. And actually like, I know a girl and she wants to like, she wants to travel. She wants to do what you're doing. Right. Um, and she loves dogs, <laughs> but like, she wants to do that. And I'm like, so it's so cool to see what's possible. Like what, other realities are out there um because I'm guessing that like maybe four years ago maybe you probably didn't even know that it was possible for you to have like a digital planner business that like paid for your travels and that like you totally decluttered all your stuff and that you know like you were you are living this like really unique life um so yeah it's just so cool yeah I never would have thought this would have happened. Like when I was a kid, I loved planners and I was like, oh, I would, I want to make planners. Never thought I can actually do a business out of it. I love how it like just all came together so well. Yeah. And the thing that really got me thinking was Tim Ferriss's um, four hour work week book, because not, it's not just like what he wrote in it, but just the idea that your lifestyle that you want isn't as expensive as you think it is so like actually doing the math and figuring out okay what do I actually need like what's my minimum budget that I need to make each month in order to have this lifestyle and that's what really got me thinking okay I can actually do it because otherwise you just think oh I need to make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every month in order to have a lifestyle it's like no not necessarily yeah yeah you just made like a different choice yeah um it's so cool that like you have that love for planners and at the same time, you wanted to have the freedom lifestyle kind of. So like paper planners and printable planners wouldn't really have been an option because like, as you said, you're like traveling. So you can't like lug around all your stuff and like make, you know, you would have to have like a, not a store, but like someplace to make them or whatever. But yeah, now- warehouse or something, yeah. Yeah. But now it's like the perfect middle where you're doing the thing that you really love mm-hmm. and you're traveling and you have like all this freedom. Yeah. I love that exactly. so much. It's just finding a business that fits for your lifestyle. However you want to live it, just find something that fits it. Yeah. I like to think about that because I feel like often we limit ourselves because of how we think things are supposed to happen mm-hmm. and how we're supposed to do things. But there's like a million ways of doing something, like whether it's business or exercise or like 
you know, like health and everything. Like there's a million ways to, to like make money or just like, you know, have your business and get healthy and like, and everything. So I feel like when we um, open ourselves up to like the idea that doing something that we love and that we enjoy is actually possible and also getting us like the result that we want. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, what would you say to someone who is considering it, but is like really afraid of letting go of that kind of safety of having that home, of having the stuff, of having like, and who's also maybe afraid of judgment? Uh, you're going to be judged no matter what. Whatever you do in life, you're going to be judged. So you might as well do what will make you happy. Um, and that's the thing is, I've always found every time I've jumped and like leapt into something, the net's always there to catch me. Um, but I can see how people might be afraid to. So maybe do some savings. Like before I left, I had, I think about 10 grand in savings. Mm. That I saved up um, just to keep like, just in case. And so I had a little bit of a net. Obviously that would not last me a full year, but at least I have a netting there. And you can always take baby steps. Like I did the pet sitting, that was a baby step. That was a free place to stay while I traveled Um, and that kind of thing. So just take it slow if you want, or you can go run right into it. (laughs) I know some people might just be like, I'm just quitting everything and going and doing it. And you know what, that works too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like, um, I feel like when you get clear on what you want, usually something shows up to like facilitate it for you. Um, I, in 2015 or 2016, I decided I wanted to move cross country for like a year or something, um, which is when I went to Tofino in Victoria. Mm -hmm. And I decided maybe like six months in advance and because I like set that intention, I, everything kind of fell into place. Like I found a job there that I interviewed online and then I was hired. And so like, and it came with a place to stay. And then I went and it's like, and then I made my friend and then she invited me with her to Victoria, which is like what I did. And then like, like everything kind of really fell into place in the best way possible. And I never could have planned it. And I never like even thought that it was possible. Like I, I would tell people like, yeah, I'm going to BC. I'm like, I'm doing this thing and I have a job and they'd be like, how did you even do that? Like, how did you even get a job there? Like, and it was so weird for them to like, even consider that. Um, but I was like, yeah, I just like went online and I found a job and I interviewed and it's like, I feel like when, when you folk, like when you focus on the thing that you want and you're like, just clear about it, um, I feel like you're right. Like the net or like the things kind of fall into place for you. And then it just like, it makes sense. Yeah. I feel oh, like, yeah. the, hmm? Oh, sorry. No, all I was going to say is you just have to take the one first action to start the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, where do you see yourself in the next <laughs> like uh, five five, 10 years, I don't know, like, where, how far ahead do you see yourself? Like, um, kind of what, 
about what you want, like what you want to be creating, what you want your life to be like and everything. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is I'm, I know my friends and family are like, oh, she'll settle down eventually. And I kind of don't have that feeling yet of settling down at all. Um, I will probably just be traveling wherever I want to go. I, that's what I want is essentially to be able to like hop on a plane whenever I want uh, with like the money to be able to live that lifestyle. So if I want to go back home to Toronto to visit friends and family, go hop on a plane and go see them. And then if I want to be in England or the um, Australia the next day, that's fine. That's what I want. Um, and I just want to create a business that I love. That's all I really want is those two things is freedom. <laughs> And to enjoy what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how, what was that? What would that look like? Like when you think about a business that you love, like what are you picturing? Oh God, I haven't even figured out 2021 yet. And you're asking me about five years from now. No, um, I mean, you don't have to plan out five years in advance, but like, um, you know, your business, what it looks like right now, what are you picturing it evolving into? Or is there something that's really exciting to you, like a project that you want to work on or something that you want to develop or something? Um, nothing in particular. I think more of just focusing on creating um, digital planners and like digital scrapbooks and stuff towards adventure lovers. So oh, cool. yeah, that's my whole thing. Cause I love adventure. I love hiking, kayaking, being outdoors. So creating, um, well, I already have planners that aim towards that, but adding more stuff in there to help people become more adventurous and to not be scared to go outside and just go explore different places, go travel wherever they want. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever, have you realized kind of how inspiring you could be to someone? Maybe. <laughs> I know my friend, my friend Amy always tells me this. But I'm just like, I, like my life's so boring. Like I find it boring, but I guess other people might find it interesting. I feel like you could write a whole book about everything that you, that you did and like that you decided and like whatever like book or whatever like format you, you like or enjoy or, or anything. But I feel like, um, I just know that so many people want what you have and it feels so normal for you now, but um, someone's at home and she's like dreaming about doing it. Have you ever thought of like maybe doing something um, that could help them or like teach them or, or I don't know, like kind of share your story to like make it more possible for them or show them that it's possible? Yeah. I mean, I've thought of it. I think I just have to wait till I'm feeling more inspired to do it. Cause yeah. right now I'm, I have a very rebellious personality. So when I feel like, Oh, that's a great idea. I should do it. And then I go complete opposite to it. So I got to trick myself into wow. <laughs> teaching it. But yeah, that's unfortunate. But, um, I definitely want, because I didn't have a lot of people showing me that this was possible. So it'd be, I do want to help other people see that it is possible, that um, it's okay whether you have a partner or you don't. If you just want to come travel alone by yourself as a woman, you could totally do that. Or as any person, you can do that. Um, I want to make being alone and single a normal part of society where it's not like something's wrong with you if you're single. There's nothing wrong with us. If you prefer to be alone, that's totally okay. 
so I think I will eventually get into that stuff I think yeah I <laughs> I love that so much thank you I I feel yeah I I can just tell that um when your rebellious spirit uh feels aligned with it I feel like you're gonna it's just gonna you're gonna be able to help so many people I hope so I think it like because I still have a fear in the back of my mind that no one is like me that people won't really understand what it is to like just be happy by themselves I don't know just maybe because of society we always see it in movies and everything that at the end of the movie the man meets the woman or whatever partners man meets man and they're happily ever after and it's just like oh okay so what about us people that want to be by ourselves yeah so you don't see it too often yeah you're right um I feel like it's probably because we don't see it so often that if you have the impression that you're alone everyone else who wants to do it also has that impression and doesn't mm. feel like it's okay for them to do it so it's like the brave ones who did it like they're the ones who have to be teaching it and showing people that it's possible you know um because if you have that desire and like you, you and I both know there are like I don't know how many influencers online that have made a career around traveling and everything um there is a desire for sure and like you're not alone and even uh, like when it comes to being single like which is a really cool part of the story too um like it's I feel like talking about that can really give people permission to make those different choices mm -hmm. Um, like for example, when I, um, like for my example with coaching, let's say I found a book written by Martha Beck and she told her story and she shared some like coaching stuff and she kind of opened my world to like, okay, there's this other possibility out there. And it kind of really kind of reflected everything that I had ever wanted, but I didn't know was possible or I didn't know existed. Um, and then, but like so many people in the world don't understand coaching or they don't even know what it is, but because mm -hmm. she put it out there and she shared her story and she talked about it, like she has reached so many people and, and like I did her training and so many people have done it. And like now coaching is more known, but, um, and she like also went through like a lot of judgment. She was like a Harvard professor and she like decided to stop her, her like, nor like regular life. And she had like everything going on and she just decided to do that. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's just, it's cool when you have people who are brave enough to like um, show up and, and share that, even if it's not the popular thing. Mm, yeah. To show that it's possible, just whatever, what we want to do yeah if it's going against the grain yeah yeah but I understand that like when you're still going through your stuff it can be like it can be touchy to start teaching it to other people like maybe like when you haven't fully healed around something it can be a little like uh 
I don't know, you might feel uncertain about being the right person to talk about it or being the right person to teach it. Um, but anyways, so you know my opinion about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely put it on the list of things to do in the future. <laughs> talk or about it. put it on the list that are like, it's possible, I'm just not going to do it. I could, but I'm just not. And then Break the rebel self, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good idea, yeah. I won't do that. That's, that's yeah, I don't okay. want to do that. And then I'll eventually do it within six months, bet you any money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, we can have so many ideas, but um, I feel like the best time to take action on them is just when they feel really fun and simple and like, just, yeah, no brainer. Yeah. Well, my word for the year is follow my inspiration. So if that inspiration comes up, then definitely I'll follow it. Cool. Yeah. What has been like, what has sparked your inspiration so far? Oh, I literally am starting it like today. I Because <laughs> I was like, uh, 2020, I'm going to finish it out and do all my little like loose ends, tie them up and whatnot. And that literally went till yesterday that I was like, finishing all these random things to do in my business and then now I'm like today I um talked with a friend earlier then I went for a hike and then now we have our chat so like literally anything um but I do want to get into um creating more like digital scrapbooks for adventurers I think like to really track and or keep track of our what we've been going through as we travel that would be a cool thing to do so yeah we're gonna work on that I love that is that going to include like pictures and places to like journal on the travels or something? Is that what yeah, you're I think it's, I think there's going to be two different ones. One where it's just kind of blank and you can make it a scrapbook, whatever you want with digital stickers, of course. And then um, one where it's more of a journal with like prompts and they can put a photo up and write down or the answers to the prompts. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, I'll figure it out. I love that. <laughs> um okay how about you tell me like what a typical day or a week is like for you Ooh. um so now that I'm getting steady in my travels I've been traveling for over a year now I try and stay at a place for about two two and a half weeks at a time mm. so maybe once or twice a month, I have moving days where I have to move to my new Airbnb, um, which is fine. But other than that, what do I do daily? I try and go hike in the mornings, mm. but it depends because then I have phone calls in the mornings too. I have to call my mom every week. <laughs> the oh. usual stuff. Yeah, we got our little dates where we talk every week. Um, I just, because I'm a rebel personality, I just feel what I want to do in my business and then I just do whatever work. Uh, my work days aren't nine to five. It's literally whenever I feel like working. So even times I'm working till like eight at night and yeah. just cause like I enjoy it. So I'll be sitting there, I'll put some TV show in the background right now it's Nashville and um, just work and just create things and answering emails. Yeah. But yeah. I always try and make sure I go on an adventure, go explore some kind of new trail of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people can follow you and see all of that footage. So, yeah. yeah, it's hard though because it's the rainy season too. So I'm like, some days it's just like you're not going outside because it's too rainy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, 
tell me a little bit more about your rebellious personality. <laughs> um, yeah, it basically, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Gretchen Rubin and the four tendencies. Yeah. So when I read her book, uh, that's when everything clicked into place when I realized I had a rebel tendencies because I'm like, why are there some days where I can get like everything done and I'm so productive and other days where I get nothing done and I'm just like at the world <laughs> and just go do whatever I want to do kind of thing. And the thing is with my rebel personality too, I like to burn things down. So I will create a business and then literally burn it down the next day and be like, oh, let's start again. <laughs> Have you yeah. done that? I have, I did that with the Pinterest business, but it needed to be burned down because that wasn't where my passion was anyways. Um, my decluttering business, I did that. Yeah. I don't know, it's fun. Burning things down? Yeah, like declutter. I find like it's a big declutter and I'm like, yeah, let's just get rid of like, do a huge big declutter of stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of addicted to decluttering a lot, so. How does like, how does decluttering things how does that help you? Like, what does it feel like for you when you do that? It just feels like clarity. Like it just gives me space to breathe, I guess. And to really focus and simplify when I have maybe one to three things I'm working on, it's a lot easier than when I have like 20 different things. So, mm. um, and it just feels so much lighter. Like I love the fact that I can nearly pack my stuff in two bags and like walk around anywhere carrying these two bags and I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but how about like in terms of businesses, like how did that happen that you just decided to burn down two businesses? Like, um, I guess it, you probably have a tendency to start things mm -hmm. and then when you realize they're not aligned with you or where you're going, you like stop it. Is that how it works? I think that's, yeah, pretty much it. It's once I realize it's not aligned anymore, I'm not one to be like, oh, I put so much effort into it. I got to keep going. I'm like, no, if that's not on the right path, like if it's not aligned, get rid of it and then start again. Yeah. I'm not afraid to start again, so. Would you say you've learned from that? Do you try to like stop yourself from starting things that you might, that are not aligned to keep yourself from like burning it down eventually or? Yeah, it's, so it's going to be hard too, especially because right now um, my word of the year is uh, follow the inspiration. So that is going to be hard to be like, oh, shiny object, start a new project over here. And then uh, it might be totally fit with my business. It might not. So um, I do try and stay on track. Like Denise Duffield Thomas, she always says all roads lead to her boot camp. So I try and take that because she has a very mavericky, rebelish um, personality as well. Mm. And so I find that helps me. I'm like, okay, what can I create that leads to my main product? But even then I, I don't know, I'm just human. So I'll start like playing with stuff and then I'll declutter it later. Like <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Just always trying new stuff. Yeah. That's also part of the fun, right? Yeah. So what, what, well, what is like your main product? What do you want that thing to be? Well, I feel like I have two different businesses right now because I have the digital planners that I saw in my Etsy shop and on Shopify that are for adventure lovers. So that's my niche, I guess. And then my other business where I teach other um, digital planner makers how to create digital stickers for their mm. planners, which I also love because I like trying to figure out different hacks and stuff to do it quicker or to make 
really more realistic looking stickers. Mm. So I love that fact of that business too. So I think, and eventually I think people who do like digital planners that will buy one of my digital planners will eventually want to create a business creating digital planners. So it does eventually lead them there, but yeah. yeah. I think that's my main product is the sticker course, teaching people how to do digital stickers. And maybe for your adventure thing, mm-hmm. you're gonna have another like, um... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I like my, I will start building more towards that too. I just, I think I always got stuck on the idea that I had to, t- I've seen people do it on like the influencers, they do it on Instagram and they teach a certain way. And I don't want to teach there's only one way to do this, that there's a million different ways to do it. So I don't want to be like, you have to do it the way I did it in order to be successful. It's like, no, just do what works for you. If you want this lifestyle, figure out what works for you and you'll get it. Wow. I love that. How do you think, how do you think you would teach that? Do you think it has, because in the impression that I have is that it's a lot more about kind of mindset shifts and opening up to what's possible. Is is that the direction you think you would take with that? Probably. Because it's not so much as like, you can literally plan anything. It's so easy to buy a ticket and plan a vacation or plan your life. Like it's so easy to plan things. It's the whole mindset thing of um, you might be afraid you're going to lose a family member or a friend because of your decisions um what happens if you're out there you're alone something bad happens like it's all the mindset stuff so yeah it's that's a lot of stuff people have to declutter yeah Ooh, and like decluttering all those fears yeah I never thought about it that way I felt I thought it was like what held people back was mostly logistics like money you know time whatever um making like I don't know. I guess it was like, I thought it was just money for people. I think that's the surface level fear. But when you actually deep dive into the fear and keep going deeper, it's like, they're either scared that they'll get rejected. Cause I mean, we're all scared of being rejected. Um, so they think their family won't love them anymore. Or their friends will leave them kind of thing. Or they're scared that they'll literally be alone in the wild. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thrive off that too. Cause I love knowing that I can be on my own and still survive and still thrive and then like yeah so you can almost drown in a lake kayaking and still survive (laughs) that is true (laughs) I forgot about that one yep yep (sighs) um Michelle shared a story a few what a few weeks back or something or last month oh yeah do you want me to tell it (laughs) yeah please so one of the Airbnbs I was staying at is actually on uh, Coetchen Lake in um, on Vancouver Island. So it's literally on the lake. Beautiful place, beautiful place. And right across from where I was staying was like a big, not a mountain, but probably a really big hill, small mountain type of thing. And I was like, oh, well, they have a sit on top kayak where there's no sides. It's like open on the top. And I've been kayaking for 10, 15 years. Like I... Um, we have cottage country in Ontario. So I always spent my time at the cottage on the water. And so I'm like, oh, let me just go kayak over there. It's very flat water. It's fine. It's a beautiful day out. So I start paddling over there. It's no problem. I mean, the kayak's a little, 
um, a little bit more tippy than a regular kayak, but that's fine. I've got my balance. I paddle over there, see a secret beach that's on the side of this mini mountain. No roads, nothing like to attach to it. It's just like this hidden little beach. And so I get over there, everything's fine. Get out, start wandering around the beach. And I'm like, oh, I should probably head back now. So I literally go sit in my kayak and I push off backwards, which was fine. And I turned around and start paddling back towards the house. Well, I'm about a third of the way there when I realize, oh, like my butt feels wet and I don't know why. <laughs> so I looked, I'm like, maybe I just splashed myself. So I look behind me and the, the back of the kayak's underwater. And I'm just looking at it. I'm like, oh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> and this is not like, this is a cold lake and it's a deep lake too. I think at some oh. points it gets to like 500 feet deep oh. and I'm only a third of the way there. So I'm like, I'm definitely not going to make it across to where I need to be. So I turn around and I start paddling furiously, trying to get back to the secret beach. And like, I had to sit forward because I could feel the water in the hull. And I could feel it going backwards. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find my balance. And I'm like still paddling and I'm like just praying. I'm like, please, my one of my biggest fears is falling into a lake and having to swim back, like from a kayak. So that's one of my biggest fears. And so I'm like, please God, don't let me do it. Don't let me do it. Let me just get to shore. And I was like 15, 10 to 15 feet away from shore when I there was so much water in the hull, I couldn't balance anymore and it flipped me over into the water. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm in the water now. I better swim to shore. So I grab onto the kayak and I grab onto the paddle. I don't know how I grabbed all this stuff because me being stupid and please don't judge me. I had a life jacket. It was on my lap. I was not wearing it, but I had my life jacket. So I had to grab my life jacket too and swim and everything. So I swim back to shore. <laughs> I had to drag out the kayak and then like literally strip down like because it's cold out and cold water. So I had to like wring out all my clothes. And then I start, I had my phone with me, thank God, but there's a lot of places on Vancouver Island that does not have cell service. So I'm praying, first of all, that my phone works after being dipped in the water and that I could get service. Cause I'm like, I'm not climbing in the mountain to get to the other side. Um, oh my God. So I called my Airbnb host. Thankfully he was on his way up cause they don't live there. And, um, or he was out of town or something. He was coming up, thank God. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'll just put the boat in the water and I'll come grab you. So 45 minutes pass. I'm still sitting there waiting to Freezing, get saved. Probably. It, thankfully, the sun was out, so it didn't feel too okay. bad. But yeah, it was quite chilly. But um, And then I see around the corner a, a boat coming. But it wasn't like, it was just a fishing boat. It wasn't the guy that was coming to save me. So I'm like waving for 10 minutes, trying to get their attention, not paying attention to me. So after 10 minutes, they finally saw me and came over. And I'm like, can you just, you know, give me a ride across the lake with the kayak? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So we get started heading towards um, my place that I was staying at when we see someone paddling. And it looked like they were like kayaking or rowing or something. And so the guys in the boat were like, is that the person coming to save you? And I'm like, I don't think so. He said he had a boat. Like, I don't think it's him. And then we kept going. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's just go back and check. And it was him. It was the guy coming to save me. His motor didn't start on oh the boat. So he was literally rowing to come save me. Ah. I was like, oh my God. So we towed him back, thank God. And I was just oh. like, yeah, not oh going boy. in this freaking kayaks. So basically what happened was the back of the boat has a seal. It wasn't sealed. I wasn't paying attention to it. So when I pushed myself back into the water to get um, from the beach, water went into the into the hole and started filling up. So that's why. Oh my God. 
So you like, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, nothing, no, I was just, yeah. It was a big fear of mine. I faced it, but I'm still like, yeah, yeah. don't want to do that again. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say like, well, like you faced one of your biggest fears. That's crazy. Yeah, and it was funny because when I was paddling over there to get to the beach, I was thinking, I'm like, huh, wouldn't it be funny if I fell into the water and faced my fear today? And I'm like, no, Michelle, don't think that. Think positive thoughts. Ah! (laughs) Of course it happens. Yeah. Yeah. We have to so be careful, like what we wish for, like think about, right? Oh, yeah. I did that once. I was like, I was, I don't know when, but I had a thought like, because I had never had um, a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I wonder what it's like to like have a flat tire, like in the car. And then like I, the same day or the next day or something, I was riding in with my mom and she had a flat tire and I was like, what? It's so weird. And then like we called the um, AAA and like they came and well, it's like CAA here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they fixed it and I was like, oh, I guess I know what it's like now. Well, yeah, that's, that happened to me too. <laughs> You got a flat tire? Like, no, I was thinking the entire trip because I have a car while I'm here. And I'm like, oh, and we, we go through some bumpy roads to get to some of the hiking spots. And I'm like, well, uh, let's hope I don't get a flat tire. And then, of course, I get into Victoria um, a few weeks ago. And then I had a flat tire. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm de- dealing with this too, this fear. So it's the same fear. It's like, oh, what would I do in like the middle of nowhere? Thankfully, I wasn't in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, yeah, it's <sighs> weird how we just think of it and then it happens. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be careful. Yeah. Well now I go hiking and I'm like, I don't want to see a cougar. I don't want to see a bear. So hopefully knock on wood, that does not happen. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what also happened to me once I have like, I'm terrified of spiders. I cannot stand them. I am afraid to death. Like they're just, they gross me out so much. I kid you not. I once like walked into the kitchen of, in my mom's house. I was like, it was, I don't know, five years ago or something like a few years back and I was staying there for the summer. I like walk into the kitchen and there's like a tiny like white thing that drops down. And I'm like, what is that? And then I look closer and it's a little baby spider. And I'm like, what? And then I like look, look and I see another one. Oh. And I look up and the spider had given birth and there were spiders all over the kitchen ceiling. Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. Why? Why? That is like, that is the worst nightmare ever. (gasps) I freaked out so much. I like went and like closed all the doors that I could and I locked myself in my room and I like called everyone and I was like you need to come and like help me because I can't do this like I can I just cannot I yeah I hate it I'm always afraid it's gonna happen again and that I'm alone and that I have to deal with it oh Oh my god no I would would be like it's your house now spiders you can take it I'm just gonna move and find a new place to live burn it down (laughs) yeah keep it (laughs) clearly you need it more than me (laughs) yeah oh Oh, yeah it's so gross and there are so many oh anyways 
Uh, we're both introverts, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, okay, what is it that like makes you most intro an introvert? <laughs> like, <laughs> when you think like, yeah, I, I'm an introvert, what is it like, how do you know, like, what is it that makes you, how do you know so much like that, it, that you are one? That I, I love that people, but... Oh, no, no, that makes sense because there's so many different ways of people, like how we, I guess, define introverts now. But for me, it's, uh, I still, I like, I love people, but I don't want to be near them. <laughs> it's so bad. I love my best friends. I love my family, but I'm like, I, I just want to be by myself, guys. I'll go spend like an hour or two and then I'm exhausted after. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys later in like a week or two. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I totally get that. Yeah. What about Some, you? Well, it's something similar. Like sometimes, um, let's say I'd go to like a family gathering or a party or something. And it's, um, let's say it's by a river or a lake or whatever. It's happened where I was like so done and like so overwhelmed by all the people that I kind of just like snuck away. <laughs> And like just went to sit on my own in front of the water for like an hour or something. And I was just like, like peace. And then people thought that I was like super depressive and that there was something wrong. <laughs> there is something wrong around people. That's what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, like it does look like that. Like you kind of imagine the girl in front of the water and she's like, So I get why they would think that. And I was like, no, like I just wanted to be alone and I just wanted to hang out. And like, it was just too much, too many people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, apart from that, I feel like, yeah, it's the same. It's pretty much like energy. Like I, I feel like I can spend a lot of time with Sam, my partner um he's also super introverted but he's like so quiet and gentle like that his presence doesn't tire me so he's like the only person I can spend time with but my best friend is an extrovert and she annoys the shit out of me like if we spend like three like more than three hours together we once like were went on a like a little road trip and the car broke down and we were stuck in a hotel and I was like super done like it had been like three days and I was like and I was peeing and like I hadn't locked the door and she came in and I was like can I just pee alone <laughs> and she was like okay <laughs> and she like closed the door and I was like and I I apologized and I was like oh man I shouldn't talk to her like that but um sometimes it just gets to be too much yeah it's overwhelming yeah and no people like it's hard for extroverts or other I don't know if there's any other verts but <laughs> to understand <laughs> that like what we feel it's not like it's nothing personal to the person yeah. it's just we're exhausted like for me I'm exhausted after talking to someone and it's just like just leave me alone like just let me be and now I understand sometimes when I would come home and like you know how I don't know about you, but um, for my family, it'd be like, dad just wants to be alone after work or yeah. the man of the house. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I get this now. I just want to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like tired of like 
his work. And then after like an hour, he like comes out of hibernation and he's like, hey guys. And he's like, super yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, but I don't come out of hibernation for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's also like quiet, mm -hmm. quiet time. If like, sometimes like if I go hiking, I want 95% of the hike to be quiet. Like, I just want to hear the forest. And like 5%, it's just like little chatter, like, oh, this is tough. <laughs> Even then, it's like, keep it quiet. <laughs> or like, mm, smells good. <laughs> that tree is really nice. <laughs> um, I, yeah, sometimes we go hiking and we pass this group of people and they're just talking the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know how you're doing, but you're very annoying. Like, please. <laughs> and that's why I go hiking, like during the week, like mid morning, trying to avoid or really super early morning, depending on when the light is, like if it's light enough, I'll go at like seven in the morning just to avoid people. I'm like the first person always on the trail. I'm like, then it's nice and quiet. Don't have to deal with other people coming later and being noisy. Yeah, I love that. I feel like being an introvert is probably going to be part of your um, thing that you're going to teach people. Oh, maybe. Being yeah. alone. Or just embracing who they are. Because I mean, if I didn't embrace my introvertness, I would be miserable. I'd be forcing myself to go to parties. Um, to always and I would always feel like I was always um growing up people made me feel bad for being an introvert or only having a few good friends instead of a million different friends even ex, like ex-boyfriends and stuff they'd be like what's wrong with you why do you only have a few friends and it's like but my friends are kick-ass first of all and you don't need a million friends and some people do have a million friends and that's fine but just embrace yeah. who you are and so I'm happy with my three best friends and I'm cool with that yeah yeah, yeah, just embrace who you are. That's my whole thing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. There was a moment when I was young, I'm like eight or nine, and I was reading a book on my bed, like Nancy Drew or something, like mystery book. Mm -hmm. And I was like alone in my room reading a book, which is like the definition of happiness for like an introvert. Um, and my dad walked in and it was like summer break. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you inside alone reading like you should be outside playing with your friends like you should call your friends mm -hmm. and then I'd feel super obligated to like call my neighborhood friends and then go play with them and like all I wanted to do was like just be alone and like read you know yeah yeah I feel like there's a lot of judgment around being alone and it kind of it's so peaceful and it takes away from that because there's we don't um develop being okay being alone like being comfortable with that like so many people are uncomfortable being alone because they don't know how to be alone and they're like always on their phone or always like doing something because it's like uncomfortable but mm -hmm. I feel like it feels really good <laughs> yeah I think it's definitely it has to be learned because we learned that it wasn't good and so we have to learn relearn that it is good to be alone yeah. Even for extroverts, it's good for them once in a while for them to be alone just with their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Introspection is like so important. Yeah. 
But I like how they're always like, oh, you should get out of your comfort zone, introverts, and come hang out with people. Like, you get out of your, <laughs> your comfort zone and go be alone. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I saw that meme a couple of weeks back, I think. Yeah. Ah, oh, all right. Well, uh, since we're both introverts, and I don't know what time it is, but we're probably, yep, nearing an hour, or like it's been an hour, so we'll go re-energize. <laughs> we'll go be alone. Go find we'll a good go- book. Oh yeah, be alone. Watch like 15 minutes of Grey's Anatomy and I'll be good. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for saying yes. I'm so happy that I got to like hear your story and that other people are going to be able to hear it. And I'm sure that it's going to be super inspiring for, it's super inspiring for me and it's going to be super inspiring for those who want to do what you're doing. Um, I can't wait for them to like listen to it. So thank you. It was really fun. (laughs) So, uh, uh-huh. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. It was, oh. it was super fun. Oh, okay. So um, I'll see you on Instagram then. Yes. And um, if you want, you can send me all of your links and stuff and I can put it. If you want to send people to like, because I'm sure people listening to this who like adventure would really like that, um, the store that you have around yes. all of that. So, so cool. I can. I can link to all of that. All right. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Have a good uh, rest of your day. You too. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and found something valuable. I'd love to talk to you about something I've created. If you found yourself feeling overwhelmed by business, and if a lot of the advice out there doesn't resonate with you, I'd like to invite you to consider my coaching program, Biz Made Easy. In this program, I walk you through the simple business principles you need to create a sustainable business that feels good and that feels easy. It's everything you need to do things your way and use your intuition to guide you in your business journey. Combined with that, We dive into the mindset and healing work that finally allows you to show up fully in your business, be comfortable being seen, feel confident with what you know right now, trust yourself in your ideas, and believe that your dreams are, in fact, possible. It's a lifetime access program with six modules walking you through tools and principles you need for business and mindset. Plus, the program includes live coaching rounds where we meet multiple times a year for six weeks of live coaching and working on your business and mindset together. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll also leave more info in the show notes about it. And if it sounds like a right fit, I would love to welcome you into the program, see you and your business grow, and create a beautiful space for you to do business your way.